Welcome to Building Better Relationships at Work and at Home with Angela Ambrosia, Love and Relationship Coach, and Patty Oskvarek, Leadership and Work-Life Balance Coach. We talk about today's relationships and how to enable you to create long-lasting relationships. Today, we will be discussing working at home with family and establishing a flow. Hi, Patty. Yes, this topic for me has been really important since I've mainly worked at home and during the virus lockdown, uh, it was really interesting because I've been living with my friends, so everybody was at home. (laughs) (laughs) So how to set boundaries of time and space with family when you're at home is really important for me. And especially because I can't multifocus, let alone multitask, <laughs> my brain <laughs> needs to focus on one thing at a time. So how do I set up a flow that can support the way I am? Okay. Establishing a work schedule to help you move into a flow and getting things done. Working from home can be challenging, especially when the family doesn't understand your work demands, your work obligations, or your time constraints deadlines. Having established set hours, communicating them to the family and friends to them. Here are the hours and the days I'm working this week. And the reason why I say week is because, you know, as coaches, things come up where we may work an evening or a weekend. And Angela, us being coaches, sometimes our loved ones and friends may not understand this because we are working from home and don't realize we have coaching client obligations, networking events, guest interviews, workshops, blog posts, course creation, social media posts, and all other kinds of deadlines to meet. Our work-life schedule can be all over the place, making us crazy (laughs) and um, (laughs) all of those things. Um, But having space for family and friends is so important for having good, solid relationships and work-life balance. That's really important, isn't it? About uh, one question I had to ask myself was how many hours a week did I want to work and how many hours did I want to spend with family, friends, uh, other social things that lift me up. So sometimes you have to have a good, good old talk to yourself. How many hours of work do you want to do a week? Uh, For other people who are employed, that's different. You've got set hours. Yes. Um, So what I would suggest is explain your work schedule, your work week schedule that week. Example, I'm working this week from Monday through Thursday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. with a lunch break from 1 to 2. Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 and my lunch break's going to be 12.30 to 1. Um, by explaining what your avail- availability, it will help get them involved 
If they need you, they can text and then wait for a reply before entering the room. If you don't respond right away, you will when you're able to do so. I think making that clear, then they understand, oh, she's busy right now. If you are recording a Zoom call or recording a Facebook Live or course, explain the times you will need quiet in the house and do not disturb. What I do is I send a text message reminder out to any family members who are home. I will be recording from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Thank you for helping me out by making keeping the noise down. When communication is clear, everyone understands why and will be more willing to make it happen. I will text my husband when I, I'm doing something that requires no interruption. I also have a sign on my door that indicates, do not disturb. <laughs> I use this so he knows not to come into the room. If I have an engagement, let's say it's 7 p.m., and he will be coming home from work at that time, I right. make sure that he is aware of it. I verbally tell him the night before, and I send him a text around 6 p.m. as a reminder. <laughs> that way he doesn't come, come in here, or he's not making a lot of noise when he comes home. Another way to communicate is to post your calendar or diary on the wall or the door or give family viewable access to your personal digital calendar that reflects availability or not being available. Now, I understand family members can't view work calendars. Another approach, you could make a daily or weekly calendar posted in view, maybe in the kitchen or on the refrigerator door, <laughs> or text your unavailable, unavailability for the whole day to the whole family. There are lots of creative ideas and ways to communicate you are working and unavailable. Sit down as a family and ask them how they want you to let them know. This way, everyone is part of the decision making. Do you want a daily text? or a do not disturb sign on the door, etc. That's actually really important, asking people how to let them know because sometimes I overcomplicate things. And then with my partner, he just sort of really makes it simple. And he will say, well, uh, just tell me this. And I went, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so it's, it's actually quite good to ask people how to let them know because they can come up with solutions that are really easy. I found that um, the, the sign on the door was very official and it gave a sort of formality to my work space and the feeling in, even to me that I am really working and really focused right now. And it also makes it clear for others not to knock on the door. In the building where I used to live, we had a lot of traffic going past my front door. And people who delivered parcels would knock on the front door. And that knock sound would be picked up on my calls or recordings. However, the worst thing about the knocking on the front door was when I was doing meditation. And sounds yes. and knocks, yeah, they can really rock you during a meditation and they can actually be dangerous to you if you are in a deep meditation 
a knock or a sudden sound or a door opening, that can give you a heart attack. <laughs> so my teacher has always said, make sure you're not disturbed because she knows how serious that is when you're deeply meditating. And that forced me, uh, because I knew how important it was to not be disturbed, that forced me to make a sign on the front door. And my sign reads, please don't knock. Meditation in progress. If possible, leave parcels. So I, I found that was really valuable because the sign also allowed some people in the building um, to be quiet <laughs> if they read the sign. <laughs> When they were passing, uh, often they were chatting and things. But sometimes if it caught their eye, it would encourage them to also be mindful about their noise. And now, as you were talking, made me think when I go back to that building, I'm going to use another sign on the door of my office at home to be really clear about my meditation time or when I'm recording as people may have no idea what you're doing in the office and that sign actually makes people more aware about the noise and mindful. Yes, definitely. And just communicating, oh, today I'm going to be working on this and um, from 7 to 8 I'm going to be in meditation and people want to help, especially yeah. your family. They they. They know that when you're recording, you have a, a window of time that you're trying to get it done and you want it to be nice and they'll support you in that. Yeah. So, Patty, you've got some other strategies on how to establish that flow, the workflow. Every morning, take a few minutes to determine and review what you need to get accomplished. What I do is I make a list and how much time you want to spend on it. There are tasks online programs as well, such as Trillo, your Google Calendar, etc., that you can use to have a task management system. But what I do is I just use a piece of paper and I'll put here's an example of a day in a life of a coach. <laughs> <laughs> 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Work on a new online course creation. 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Work on a new ebook. 10 a.m. to 10:15. Take a break. Get a cup of coffee. 10:15 to 11 a.m. Do research for podcasts, social media, blog post topics, ebook, online courses, etc. So you have that 45 minutes to do whatever you need to do um, for your research. 11 a.m. to 11:30 p.m. Create and schedule all your social media uh, media activities for tomorrow. 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. coaching call with client. 11.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. lunch. 11.30 p.m. to 2 p.m. respond back to all your social media comments from the posts that you made that, that day. And 2 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. listen to a different podcast what you like about it, etc. And then from 2.30 p.m. to 2.45, take a break. 
get something to drink, whatever you, you need to take a break. You need to take a break. It's good for you. Um, 2.45 p.m. to 3 p.m., write an outline for your Facebook Live. And then 3 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., do your Facebook Live. Mm. 3.30 p.m. to 4 p.m., answer questions from Facebook Live. Download it to your other social media channels. 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., work on what you need to finish for the day. Respond back to emails with from clients. Schedule activities for the next day, coaching calls, etc., and update tomorrow's calendar. So that's quite a busy day, but the flow, you're doing a variety of different things that keep you inspired and motivated. Sometimes the calendar flow may not happen exactly how you planned it. That's okay. Stuff happens. It's just a guideline to get things done. Suggestion. Use a timer for each activity to help keep you focused on that particular task. I feel having a schedule makes it flow easy to set up quality time with your family after work and on days not scheduled for any work activities. In the example I gave family and friends time would be after 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday and after 4 p.m. on Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. So that's kind of a, an example of flowing your schedule and keeping yourself inspired and motivated. What I love about the schedule is you've got preparation time for activities because I notice um, people forget to do give it them side, give themselves time to prepare. Yes. So if you're going to do a Facebook Live, well, before that, you need preparation time. If you're going to do any research, you need to actually give time in the calendar to do that research. And that's that's really important in your schedule to think about what do you need to do before you've got a scheduled activity and to give yourself free time or creative time. I think being coaches, we get used to that. We understand the brain needs creativity and space and time to be creative. Um, some of the things for me that have been very important, perhaps because I am a bit of a physical person, was looking at the space that helps to create flow and working at home with family these days it's very valuable to look at your physical workspace and consider do you actually have a space that's appropriate <laughs> to do your work <laughs> do your kids have a space that's appropriate to focus on learning i know we're all compromising at this time and things are new and different so we might not have the perfect space but we want to consider how to make it better. And a space is not just physical like a desk. Space includes sound and light and also may, for some of us, include a mood or a feeling. So I've seen a lot of people in these times of change be really creative with working at the kitchen bench. Um, you can buy a fold-away desk for the bedroom. You can buy other bits of furniture like a screen or a divider to section off spaces in the house and to create a new workspace. And sometimes you won't be able to have a space that's quiet. So people are being more forgiving in these times if you're working and they hear kids in the background or kitchen noises. But consider how does this affect you? 
Are there any changes you may need to make without necessarily spending a ton of money, but perhaps you could use your house differently if, if your current workspace is not really working? Maybe you could spend part of your work time in one section of the house that's more quiet. For myself, I've been sharing a house with my friends and they've established using headphones in the house so everybody could listen to their own devices while doing work on the school work or the adults on their uh, work work, <laughs> considering that is work still. Um, and the noise from everybody's devices doesn't interfere with each other's work calls or school classes. And we also found different ways to use the different rooms in the house for work. So some of these things might seem like common sense, like wearing home headphones, but not everyone has a good set of headphones. And not everyone will be aware that the sound that from their device is affecting other people in a shared space. So consider that in your home, how is the sound that you're emitting, whether it's on phone calls or from your screen or device, how is that affecting others? And what could be a creative and kind way <laughs> you can ask people to be mindful of their noise? So, I, for example, I've had my partner, um, I've given him a set of earphones for his device while we've been in a room <laughs> together so I could get quiet and he got that message pretty clearly. And one thing I've noticed for the um, benefit of my flow and my workflow is my body. Because of the lockdown, I've changed my movement routine and my physical exercise. In Australia, we're moving into winter at this time of recording. So I found that without moving my body, I became less energized and more stuck in my thinking. And because we've been forced to make changes, a lot of the changes have required extra time and effort on our part. So it's easy to throw out things like exercise or eating well um, just to keep up with the changes. Or sometimes just the emotional stress will make you throw something out because it just seems convenient at that time to not do something that you might have done before. So after four weeks of the lockdown, when I wasn't stretching my body, I found my body was just crying out for some simple yoga. And that was the easiest thing to reconnect me to my flow. It was really simple and um, it's not unusual for me either, just doing a bit of movement or gentle stretching. I've been a dance teacher, so I've always used movement to get my body going. But the odd thing I noticed was that every time I started my day with movement, the rest of my day flowed better. So it was definitely for me about my body and allowing the energy to be shifted from actually physically moving my body. And what was interesting during the shutdown is how easy it was to let go of something that gives me so much flow and how quickly I went down without that movement. So perhaps a good question to ask yourself, is there anything in your life that gives you natural flow or energy that you need to put on your calendar? And it can be something that you do with the family as well, like going for a walk or singing together. What could be something that gives you flow naturally 
that you need to put in your schedule to help you flow with the changes that you're now facing. For me, it's definitely movement and I'll be sharing some of the results of my movement classes in the coming months as I plan to share some classes for people to discover your own natural rhythm. And you can find out about those classes by signing up for my newsletter and we'll put the link in the description. And for your calendar as well, I, I always recommend putting that on a calendar if you have a virtual calendar or a physical one. Just schedule it in and write it down on your day. And if you're doing any movement classes with other people, that's really easy because you can schedule that right into your calendar. Yes, and it's important to take those breaks, like I put the two breaks in there. Also having your exercise breaks and your meditation and anything that that you do going to the gym is good to have that also in your schedule. If you want any more work-life balance strategies, you can go to my website, www.coachingforinspirationwithpatty.com. Com, and Patty's with an I at the end. We will have a question in our Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work Facebook group regarding this episode. We would love to see your answers to the questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the anchor donate button. We really value your feedback. Mm-hmm.